0: Oh. Yeah. oh. Is that how long, Is that your uh,
1: expiration date? Very much so. Okay. no. We've got a hard hour. That's there. our contract. Yeah. Bump That's it mm. up to whatever this one is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm reliving middle school and high school again. <laughs> oh no. Well, kudos for having a podcast in middle school, if I'm being honest. that's <laughs> <laughs> Welcome
3: to Shame Watch, a guilt-free dive into those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we bring in a movie that either we or our guests love, but society constantly ridicules them for. We look in each nook and cranny for each movie. In every bright spot, hoping to keep society at bay while we watch these movies like the miracles that they are.
2: I'm James Fight. Yeah, you are this guy. Look to, at that. To my left is
0: I'm Kenny Madison.
2: <laughs> across from him is I'm not Kenny Madison, but I'm Aaron Salinas. Look
0: at that guy. Go, he's oh. got spirit and he's got swagger.
2: And our special guest today is
1: Mason Pitlock.
3: Yay. Mason, uh list out some of your credits.
1: Oh, boy. Um, well, uh, the big one would probably be I'm the artistic director of Fallout Theater. Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, you, you are. Speaking of plugs, you can catch me every Monday and yeah. fuck this week. Fuck yeah. At Fallout Theater.
3: Best show in Austin, and, Texas. Well, it's up there. Uh, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I we're fine. Mine wasn't a bit. The, the people come. What uh, a ringing endorsement from the yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's a really
1: good show. It's objectively very well attended. What do you think uh, is the best show? Yeah. Ooh. Like on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's fucked this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, what, yeah, that's it. Those are my credits. What,
0: what do you think the best show is? That period. That I, mean, oh, I guess man. that you've seen
1: um probably express yourself which was like five years ago at cold town theater really? uh then uh well also in recent memory and also forever is probably terminated the musical hey at i hear that's
3: getting another did I
1: say express run? Yourself as a Fallout? no it's at cold town did sure. i say that wrong okay that is getting another run two more weekends six more performances go check it out <laughs> wow yeah.
3: it's I'm gonna not in be it. great don't worry yeah, yeah yeah but it's still fun
1: it's a great show, man. It's fucking cool shit. And if and you were listening to this podcast, you probably like movies. And <laughs> yeah, it's you do. Based on two of them. I what?
3: Like, I like movies.
2: Yeah, um, I'm all right with them. This month, more we're of an sp- opera guy. We're
3: spending oh. four oh, crazy oh, episodes. Aaron, shut up. <laughs>
2: this month, we're spending. Huge fan. I hate of opera. You I hate you. Did so you want it. a Waterloo or something?
3: That would be great. But
2: I sure. have watermelon. Ooh. Waterloo, lime, grapefruit, and black cherry. I'm it's got to be watermelon. Watermelon. I'm, I'm going to continue this pot.
3: But oh. also, can you get me a black cherry? Well,
2: no. you got to hold now. Yeah, you got to hold. <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. You can go on. No. I'm right. Right. I'm sorry. Kenny, did you want another Waterloo? Hey,
1: can I get a black cherry? Black cherry, of course. It's so a great a choice, Kenny. W- water- thank you. we got a That's watermelon. Black cherry. Black cherry. Two black, black, black cherries. cherries. Oh, right. Two black cherries, two watermelons.
2: Thank,
3: thank you, Aaron. Thank you
1: to
0: black chair insane no. oh, black black oh, bam, bam, oh, bam bam bam
3: oh black chair bam bam bam
1: baby, oh. bam oh. bam bam oh bam, black chair bam 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 oh black chair was what a new Bam 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 thank you oh, oh yeah thank, thank you this is class
2: wild speed summer yeah all right let me I'm going to put it in sweet
3: this month we're spending Four crazy episodes on Shame Watch's ultimate nemesis Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler, and what we're calling Sandler, Sandler September. September. Today we're watching Funny, Funny People. People. I legitimately love this movie. I you gotta know, say, go ahead. I think I do too. Yes, right thank right you, on. Mason. Yeah. It's so good. And uh, I have a quick story. Uh, okay, put
0: thirty seconds on the clock. Yeah,
3: hold i take it, take
0: it To I'd be really mad if it goes over. over 30 seconds
3: I think I can do it
1: He said a quick story yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: And we're going to use the old school Go. Alright so A uh, girl bought this for me in high school And thought it was funny but it was dr- uh, dramatic And I really liked it anyway
1: That was considerably oh, less wow. than 30 yep. seconds
2: 10 seconds
3: uh, She felt bad but I was like no it's fine It's a legitimately good movie and then I discovered I love movies
1: you know, two things. 20
2: seconds. I felt
3: seconds. like you rushed it,
1: even though it was, rea- it was a sentence. Sure, sure. sure. Thing number two, more notes, please. Funny People in 2009 yeah. is the movie that made you realize you love movies.
2: And that's 30 seconds. That's <laughs> it, James. <laughs>
0: yes. You know, sometimes I get angry at myself about doing bits. I think that was one of those
1: situations. <laughs> so I just prefer to have heard the story. Hey, Kenny, don't get angry at
3: you get angry at James. yeah i'm the lightning rod
0: i just did (laughs) self-deprecation i owe charity you do hey mason Uh, we have three
3: rules here at shame watch uh you don't have to follow them but we do uh (laughs) first rule no dunking except donuts and basketball thank you and rule number two is no ironic liking we don't like the room or bird uh, was the bird dynamic we, we
0: like those movies but we like them because they're so bad they're good right but we don't talk about those movies because there's so many other podcasts that do talk about those yeah. movies we talk about actual guilty pleasure movies where we're just like i don't really like this movie i i know that it's
3: bad but i, gosh Ralph, down, I just really we, like it yeah yeah and then the third and final one is no self-deprecation because oh, wow. you have to love yourself Whew. That's gonna be pretty tough. Well, you don't have to follow <laughs> it. You're fine.
2: You can hate yourself as much as you want, Mason.
3: But Nothing Kenny goes. has to pay thirty dollars. That's
2: true. Man, somebody made sixty bucks this week because I got to pay thirty from last week. That's yes. true from last episode.
0: And I got to pay thirty for this week. That's uh, right. This episode. That's a lot of dollars. Yeah, but there's got to be a penalty if we break the rules. <laughs> yeah, it's who true. are we donating to? Uh, who should we donate to? I'm uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is races. Yeah, I was
2: gonna say races or um uh, yeah. Yeah, races. I think you yeah, races. Races. <laughs> races. Yeah.
3: So I really like this movie.
2: And thirty seconds, tell us what No
3: <laughs> uh and the reason I say it's like it opened up my eyes to like liking movies is because like I've never Up in that point I never saw a movie like this where it like took someone I knew very well, Adam Sandler, and, like, just completely twisted it and made it real.
1: Mm. Okay. Wait. Just to be clear, yep. all four of us are on the same page. We all like this movie? I like this movie. Yeah. I like this movie. Okay.
0: I own this movie on Blu-ray. Next.
1: I rented it on Blu-ray from Vulcan Video. Hey. Hey. Vulcan video. Really great place. Love it very much. It's close to my home. Ashley and I go there all the time.
3: Support
2: local video Please
0: go there. It's this very This podcast cool. is responsible for at least two of the rentals. That happened within the past Yay. week.
3: We should reach out. I have. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, brief uh, sidebar. Uh, when I went to Vulcan Video last, before Renting Funny People, mm-hmm. uh, it was Tuesday or Wednesday, and mm-hmm. that's when they had the twofer. Oh, yeah. so sure. Ashley and yeah. I got two movies, and we'd been really good. We've gone there several times. Never accrued late fees. Back on my own. I had accrued many late fees yeah, as I'm a single man, but sure. she's
2: helped me be a responsible person. I'm in the hole. I'm waiting for that uh, uh, at the month, first Monday of the month, or first yeah. Tuesday of the month, where you get a little bit of a discount. Oh,
1: fuck. I should have taken advantage of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spoiler, I didn't. Uh, but yeah, the fact... So we were like a week overdue, but the fact that we went for the two-for-one night totally fucked me. It was double... Oh, oh nice. double the late yeah. fees! Oh, Damn. Yeah, they oh. got me good. But you know what? I was like struggling business. I'm struggling a struggling person. <laughs> but I like you. I'm yeah. just gonna pay it off. You know, because yeah. they give you the option. They're like, it was twenty dollars. Oh yeah, and they're like, you can like, pay. You can some pay. Now, they <laughs> said you can pay twelve dollars, and I was like, just take my twenty dollars. <laughs> Basically, whenever I bitch.
0: get late fees at Vulcan or I Love Video, the other video store here in town, I just pay the full thing because th- we have such a gift of these places where you can just rent anything and you could tell that it's there and we're not we're not beholden to any of the other things. that really went off there. Yeah, that's I, fine. I, I already I got fired dollars. up. Yeah.
2: I, I pay it off only because I feel solely responsible for uh, Hollywood video shutting down. So, <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Why so do well, you abandon do. them? <laughs> the, uh, they were $4 so away from making it. <laughs> <laughs> so I accrued like a, I think it was like a $25 fee um, because I, ex- I thought I was real smart if I put... Um, my I forgot it was, I think it was like Miracle on 34th Street in the box for uh small soldiers, couldn't kept the small soldiers VHS, and I was like, they'll never fucking know, man. And then Maybe they shut gonna down do the it. next day, and then like two weeks later, kaputs. Wow, <laughs> yeah, Damn, so man. I still have small soldiers the, the, the <laughs> VHS. on VHS, yeah, on yeah. VHS. That's the <laughs> takeaway from that. That good story. movie, great movie, yeah. Huh. TLJ is awesome, sure, yeah.
3: That opening sequence of Sandler being young and, like, doing the prank calls, that was just, like, real footage of, like, him and his friends, right? So,
0: let's contextualize this darn thing, because the last movie that we just talked about was The Wedding Singer. Correct. Uh, And then this movie is Funny People, which has a distance of 11 years, and in that time, I think Sandler's star has ebbed and flowed. Uh, he's made a lot of stinkers since then, and Funny People is a, one of those movies where Sandler has, is flexing his serious muscle. Mm-hmm. Punch uh, Drunk
2: Love, had did he come out, yeah?
0: The, yes. Punch Drunk Love, I think, was his first foray into this is just a straight-out drama using the Sandler persona and kind of subverting that thing, but going, what if this were real? Uh, which is why Punch Drunk Love, he's playing a complete sociopath that just can't regulate his emotions.
3: Spoiler. I haven't seen it.
1: Is he a sociopath at punch Truck Love? That's the way that it is. Are we talking about punch Truck Love now? Because I can have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> talk about, we'll talk yeah. about it because, well, one of the questions that we've been asking is what
0: is your history with Sandler?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, so I, I'll get into that quickly. Uh, Starting now. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, um, honestly, i a huge Sandler fan. Uh, I thought, you know, with the premise of this podcast... I thought this was an interesting choice, but at the same time I do think this is a movie that has been maligned a little bit. Um, so it wasn't that interesting. It was a logical choice. Yeah. But I grew up on like Billy Madison mm-hmm. uh, so much was a d- fucking hilarious movie and I think Happy Gilmore was a huge movie in my life. Yep. Wedding Singer, I think I haven't seen in a long time. I do think if I revisited it would be a good movie. Like I did revisit Billy Madison recently and nice. I don't know how y'all felt on your last podcast, but you'll have to listen. I don't to that know. Episode. If it, I will have to. I was. It, I still love it because it's a part of me in some ways. Yeah. But I don't know if it's. It's the same thing like watching a Jim Carrey '90s movie now. Yeah. Like that was before Adam Sandler really started acting, and when he was still just doing the. Yeah. And it's like, Billy Madison, kind of suffers with the passage of time a little mm-hmm. bit more than I bet happy Gilmore or wedding singer might but it's still kind of my favorite. And then Funny People, that came out when I was 20 years old and I wasn't doing comedy yet. I obviously had this dream too and it just seemed cool. Like it was like it made me think the world of comedy was really cool.
3: Yeah, same for me. And Even though none of reason. the characters are. Wait, to be clear, oh, yeah. they're all bad. Yeah. Oh, they're all bad shitty. People. I don't know why I thought it was cool. It was just cool to see inside of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, it's a little uh, pull behind the curtains. And, like, a small town Ohio kid like me, who that's so. Are you from Ohio? Yeah, I'm from Bowling Green, Ohio. What? Oh, that's a small hills. town. They yeah. got two hills, yeah. Have, we yeah, we do right. have two hills, Kanye and University. Uh, and, and so just being able University. that's right. Uh, being able to like see that world of like, oh, I want to be there so bad, but I can't because I'm stuck here. It's and, just really
1: interesting. Well, it's interesting too because n- I hadn't seen it since. First of all, thank you for asking me to watch this movie because you're I, welcome. I follow, thank you, Kenny. Um, <laughs> I happened like this is very random, but if I just When I first got on Instagram years ago, I Mm -hmm. followed a few celebrities, and one of those was Judd Apatow. Nice. And maybe like a few weeks ago, he posted a bunch of stuff about funny people, like behind-the-scenes photos, because it was the 10-year anniversary of it coming out. So that's how I know it was 2009. And I was like, oh shit, I haven't seen that movie since around then. Mm -hmm. And then when I rewatched it last night for this, I didn't realize how... I must have seen that movie several times Yeah, because I didn't yeah. realize how many lines were like, you know, when you watch a movie you haven't seen in years, but you mm-hmm. know. Like I watched Death is a Smoochie recently. <laughs> oh my God, do that, boys. But I knew like every line in that movie and I hadn't seen it in like 15 years. Yeah, And that's what like funny people, it wasn't that extent, but I was surprised how much I'd seen it to have remembered so much from it. Did yeah. it excite yeah. you to revisit it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I was really curious, especially with the timing, because like I said, I'd seen those posts, and I was like, "It's a, now's the right time to revisit <laughs> Funny People. Yeah.
0: Well, some people might disagree with that. Can oh, boy. Also, lay it on us. Uh, one of the things that we like to do on this podcast, Mason, is set a context of why someone might feel shame, which is why I find negative reviews and read them on the podcast. I bet I know where these are going. In a review titled, Review Funny People... Uh, From July 31st, 2009 by Daniel M. Kimmel. Rule number one for a comedy. If you need a character to say that's funny after a lot of your jokes, they're probably not all that funny. That's just one of many things wrong with funny people, a misbegotten mess that may rank as the worst film of 2009. Uh, Aaron bookmark that statement All for me. All right, that's
2: 1826. The sailor
0: plays George Simmons, a successful comedy movie star who learns he has a fatal disease. With the clock running out on his life, he returns to stand up and takes on Ira Wright, played by Seth Rogen. Oh. I Fun fact. As his assistant. Ira is a struggling comic looking for a break, and this seems like a golden opportunity. This nearly two-and-a-half-hour movie has the potential to be interesting. Unfortunately, writer-director Judd Apatow is much more interested in penis jokes. One is tempted to say there is one every other minute, but that would mean there were approximately 70 such references in the film, and that seems way too low. Oof. Are you okay Mason?
1: Yeah that would that got one that got me a little bit <laughs> oh, part of the
0: problem is that not a single one of these characters is in the least bit likable. They're all selfish twits quick to hurt others if they see an advantage for themselves. Thus, it's hard to care what happens to any of them. Indeed, this reviewer was ready to smother George with the pillow about 30 minutes into the movie. The only thing preventing this from being the complete Adam Sandler movie from hell is the absence of Rob Schneider. Perhaps he was working on another Deuce Bigelow movie. (laughs) Funny People is Not Funny offers few insights into the lives of comedians and as such is such a gargantuan length. Leaves you wondering which you would choose if you had to select between this and, say, a root canal which couldn't possibly hurt as much rating one out of five whoa what a
3: stick in the mind. so i want to add more context i believe and i could be wrong but the trailer that was cut for this was made to seem like it was a comedy most definitely when it is not a comedy
1: yeah i i actually wish i'd watched that before i came here because that's an interesting point but i will i do think it's a comedy I think like you can have a comedy with a lot of heart in it, and it's yeah. still a comedy. Yeah. Well, that's just Judd Apatow. Yeah, and I will say, you know, I did like this movie. Yes. If I I like to grade movies on not out of stars, I like to give them a grade rating. Ooh, I right think on. Funny People was a B plus. Yeah. And I yeah, which absolutely. is really high praise for. I hate most things. And that's, I, that's true. But the thing is, when you read that <laughs> review, you, Kenny. Really? Yeah. yeah, I
3: think most things are bad for sure. Most stuff kind of sucks. What? Mason and I had a little heart to heart two weeks ago when I when we drove to the SAF meeting. Yeah, and were like yeah, most things suck, and that kind of blew me away.
1: Yeah, I most stuff isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> but it just Boy, it, that's a it, quote. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, but I but I love stuff that is. Yeah, and I will say like, I don't think I'm gonna watch this. This isn't one of my favorite movies ever. Sure. But I was. I was really pleased with how good it was. But that being said, the point I wanted to make about Daniel Kimmel's review is, you know what? I don't disagree with anything he said. <laughs> it was harsh. Yeah. And I do disagree with like his takeaways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like his critiques were all pretty valid. Yeah. So it's just your yeah.
2: view on those critiques. It's like, yeah, I see it, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I, I think most movies are too long. I think every yeah. movie... Not every movie. That's hyperbole. I think a lot of movies should be like... 84 minutes. Yes. Like waiting yeah. for Guffman. Yeah. That movie is like an hour 21. It's amazing. Yeah. And like, especially comedies, oof. But this one obviously is not that type of comedy but it shouldn't have been two and a half hours. Well, like this that's insane. Yeah,
0: yeah. If this movie were made today, it would be a TV show. Yes. Uh, oh my God, I'm so
1: glad you said that. Uh, <laughs> I made this point to my wife before I came here. <laughs> this would absolutely be a
0: TV <laughs> show. It's the this, last thing you yelled at before <laughs> <laughs> closing the door. I, this,
1: this came around in the time of prestige television, it would have been a series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Slam. Ab- yeah.
0: This would have been a t- HBO would have given this a green light. Yeah, oh yeah. Adam oh, Sandler, Sandler sure. would have been, uh, th- they would have launched an entire Emmy campaign on Sandler playing himself. 100%. You would have yeah. Definitely yeah. one best actor in a limited series. Yes. Uh, and everyone would be way more forgiving because this movie goes everywhere. But also, this is Apatow at his absolute peak. Yes. Uh, he is yeah. never as big as he is in 2009. This is his passion project. This is his first go at going, I'm not just a guy that does dick and fart jokes. Uh, just like
3: Ira. Like Ira. Yes. In the movie. Absolutely. Not Ira our front.
0: And he's swing for the fences and one of his big heroes is James L. Brooks, mm. which if you look at the rest of his filmography, uh, is has movies that are a little bit plotless. They go all over the place, but at the same time, well, like 97 beforehand, which to be fair is not, like, that's three good movies that he made. Uh, But they're all over the place, and you're going, these movies are tremendous. And Judd Apatow, I think one of the things that kind of betrays him in this movie is that he can't just let a dramatic moment lie there. He has to put some sort of joke in it. I think it works fine, but I think it diminishes the effect that Apatow is trying to go for by going, these are conflicted people. Because it's such a funny movie. But also, at the same time, Sandler is so good, but there just needs to be a little bit more of a
2: dramatic punch, you know? Mm. Yeah, like he, he tripped right at the finish line. Like he, there could have been a lot of potential with this, but it just uh, was just a little short of snuff. But if, I think it would have been a phenomenal limited TV run.
1: I, well, that's I, what I said. Yeah, like on the, I literally – and she disagreed with me, and I think she's right because it does work as a movie, especially mm-hmm. from Jed Apatow. Like he's yeah. – this is, like you said, it's his – He's swinging for the fences. It's his passion project. It's the movie he wanted to make. And I, but watching it, I couldn't help but feel like here we are in 2019. And for the past eight, seven, six years, our media has been defined by like prestige television. Yeah. And this came on just before, yeah. like maybe Breaking Bad had started. I'm not sure. But this came mm-hmm. on, like, mm-hmm. it, which really set off that whole prestige television mm-hmm. era yeah. that we're yeah. in right now. And I feel like this came on just before that. And I could see this, especially because it was meandering, it was long. Mm-hmm. I could have seen this as like a limited eight-part series on HBO yeah, right. versus this two-and-a-half-hour movie that feels kind of like two movies, but there's no way you could have done funny yeah. people and then brought out the sequel. Like, no one would have cared. It oh, would have yeah, been awful. No.
0: I, yeah, I, I like this movie. And also, Apatow is trying to do so much. Much. He's trying to capture the journey of young comics. He's mm-hmm. trying to talk about old comics past their prime, trying to get it back. He's trying to talk about mortality. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to talk about what happens if a guy goes through a near-death experience and doesn't learn anything, which is such a great premise that is buried underneath so many layers because he's trying to
2: explore so much. When that, When I first saw this movie, it hit me really hard because uh, I had been a big movie star in a lot of <laughs> similar, <laughs> similar. Kingsville, Texas. I was kind of a big name. There. But um, <laughs> I uh, sneezed my brain out of my skull. And oh, yes. b- yeah. had that not happened. Really? I w- yes, I did a few times. Did you
0: literally do that? Yeah. What about you don't
2: wife? remember this story?
0: I, I don't know that Aaron has had brain
2: problems. Yeah. So I my original plan after high school was I had saved up three thousand dollars because I could have sworn that was going to help me. And I was gonna move <laughs> to Chicago, and really? you know, do the run up there, Illinois, Illinois. <laughs> yes, I was gonna do the run up there, and the whole comedy scene was gonna you know follow, uh, the you know second city, and try and farley my way in there. Um, but then I sneezed my brain out of my skull. And then I watched. You're gonna this. have to explain that a little bit. More. So okay, so okay, so have I gotten
0: this story on the record before? I, think I don't so.
2: think so. No? Maybe I don't think so. Maybe haven't done marathon. So I have what's called a Chiari malformation, and what that is is, um, so I'm taking my fist and I'm putting it into my open palm. Your yeah. cerebellum sits right here, and this is your skull. Cool, cool. So front I sneeze. Front of your head. I know lots about brains. And there, yeah, Ooh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I was on my way to Sonic Happy Hour uh, in my senior year of high school. Classic. I sneezed and when i sneezed my brain literally shot between my skull and my spine so when i did that my my cerebellum shot out and i was like whoa that's insane uh, i didn't know that i just thought i got hit in the back of the head so i pulled over uh, i was seeing stars like in a cartoon and i was like whoa that's weird but it's happy hour i have to go, gotta go sonic. <laughs> i gotta go to sonic got my fresh lime slush extra peel um and then I went to rehearsal and went about my day. I told my mom she was like, "Hey, it's allergy season. You Jeez. probably just had the sniffles." So I kept sneezing, kept sneezing, kept sneezing, oh, and it hurt every single time. Um and then I began to lose like numbness in my, you know, had numbness in my arm. I was bleeding from my eyes and what? my nose. My mom was like, "All right, we'll get an MRI." So we all right. (laughs) We'll get an MRI. Enough with (laughs) the dramatics eh? So I get an MRI. Uh, The MRIologist is uh, just kind of like looking at me um, because it was one of those newer ones where I could sit down and like watch Swamp People because that's what we were watching. Watch Swamp People while they did the MRI. Change the channel. He didn't offer, so I felt really uncomfortable (laughs) to ask. So I was sitting there like this, and he just kind of kept staring at me. And uh, he was uh, when I came out, he was like, "Hey." not supposed to do this but you need to see a specialist now so i went in they were like hey you sneezed your brain out of your skull we need to get you in so this was like literally my last month my senior year and i was like i'm supposed to go to chicago in a month um so i had to do that and then i needed three more brain surgeries two more brain surgeries after that so what they did is they cut my cerebellum in half the top two vertebrae of my spine were completely crushed from the weight of the brain oh my god so they cut those in half um, they cut a four by four piece of skull, cut that out, put a piece four of four feet by four, four feet, four <laughs> meters by four meters. Oh my god, it's medical! Come on, good god. Um, they <laughs> cut that out, put a piece of pig skin because that's the most mm-hmm. uh closest skin tissue, rock and roll. Yeah, put that. I know football saved my life, buddy. Um, put that in my skull, um, slapped me on the ass, called it a day, and then they the went good enough. Yep, yeah, there you go, bud. And then get uh, this pig-headed guy <laughs> <now>. <laughs> uh, A few months later, I was starting to get like a softball-sized amount of uh, fluid on the back of my head because there's Jeez. a there's a hole oh my in my skull. So like it was just like filling up. For our listeners in Europe, that's about the size of a grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> so Thank it you was for just filling Europe up. Listeners. So they needed to drill into my head to put a a, a shunt that runs down into my belly. Um, And my first question, because all that fluid was going to go into my stomach, uh, when they told me that, I was like, will I have diarrhea for the rest of my life? And that was my realest concern. (laughs) And they were like, no, that's not how your body works. I was like, cool, then let's do it. Uh, So that first time it collapsed and they had to go back in and there and redo it. And then bing, bang, boom. I'm still kicking. But yeah. And that's why you like funny people. That's (laughs) why I like funny people. Sandler did the same thing. He sneezed his brain. (laughs) Sonic was there and everything. But yeah, it was kind of like, you know, with the idea of mortality. Because, like, what? It's really unnerving when your surgeon's like, hey, you should be at least in a wheelchair, if not dead. Oh, my. So when you're telling a 17 year old kid that who has graduation on the way, Uh who's trying to do the whole comedy thing. In small town, piece of shit, Kingsville, Texas. Still love mm-hmm. you, Kingsville, but you're a piece of shit. <laughs> um, you know, so you sure. really are I'm thinking, sure. what? How? I'm trying to process a lot of things. Yeah. And then my parents were like, well, I guess, you know, we got to keep you in school here in Kingsville. Go, Javelinas, go. <laughs> um, and so then, yeah. So it, it kind of like put things in you know, perspective of, hey, death is real. You know, follow your dreams while you can. Um, and don't, you know, be, be humble enough to know where you've been, but mm-hmm. hungry enough to know where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, it's, you know, things have kind of had to slow me down a little bit since, since all that. But I remember this movie did have an impact of like, Hey, it's just a step, man. Do what yeah. you want to do. Like, you know, I, cause I mean, I was in a depressed, I was in a depression for a good while, but at the same time, it's just like, Hey, this was the hand you dealt fucking rock with it or don't so mm-hmm. but and that's and this movie kind of did it was weird that it all came at the same time because all this happened in 2012 2013 and it, so it was a few years after it had come out and there was like no buzz around my friends for this movie sure. for me to like catch it but I, I don't wasn't know. wasn't a big hit in Kingsville not really no we're more of a well,
0: Apatow was a, a comedy he was a comedy nerd and yeah the, yeah there, it's I mean, this is the last time that comedy movies are really a big thing. That in the Hangover movies, yeah. So that Apatow was able super to become, bad, yeah. yeah. I, one that, thing that 2007 there was the there was the triple hitter. Well, Walk Hard, not as much, but Knocked Up and Super Bad came out within mm-hmm. two or three months. Hang of each
1: on. Other. Let's reevaluate that uh, evaluation of Walk Hard. Oh, no. <laughs> I, that is a home run of Walk a Hard. Comedy absolute movie. five yeah. stars. But that movie flopped. Yeah, it didn't yeah. make yeah. an impact, Churcher. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think you brought up an interesting point, though. Like, we're four comedy nerds. Yes. Sitting here talking about a movie that 100% <laughs> is for comedy nerds. Yeah, Like oh, yeah. the oh, yeah, first yeah. thing, like the mise-en-scène of this movie is literally Judd Apatow cramming in as many things as he likes. Like in their apartment, there's like this first of all, how do they live in this apartment? They justified <laughs> at one point, Jonah Hill's got rich parents, whatever. Yeah, But like <laughs> they have all these beautiful framed photographs of like Red Fox and Rodney mm-hmm, Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. And then in one scene near the beginning of the movie, over the shoulder of I think it's either Jason Schwartzman or Jonah Hill, there's a frame movie poster of The Last Detail, which oh is yeah. a great Hal Ashby movie, a beautiful movie.
0: Great movie. No, I don't think comedy
1: hipsters would have that poster on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Brad Apato would have that poster yeah. on as yeah. yeah. well. And then there's like a the characters are wearing like Pixies t shirts. And mm-hmm. I'm into all of it. Like these are all the things I like too, but I'm like Okay, like you're definitely making a movie for like white dude comedy nerds right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. who you are. Yeah. And that's fine. But it's pretty on the nose. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. Going back to this is Apatow trying to cram in everything. I just want to talk about the opening scene, which is literally home video of Apatow. Because Apatow and Adam Sandler lived together. Uh, whenever they were coming up in the comedy
3: world which, Really? Yeah oh. Wow I, I didn't know that
1: Yeah, they were
0: roommates And then they also both became famous Sandler in his one way And then Apatow Becoming the creative juggernaut that he was in, was Starting in 2004 with 40 year old Virgin And then Ooh. becoming a comedy empire Ooh. Starting in a little before that in
1: my eyes With the all time comedy classic Heavyweights oh. Give it up ah. Who's a Heavyweights fan? I thought you were say Freaks and Geeks that. Freaks and Geeks is great More of a Paul Feig thing Yep. Heavyweights okay, is, fair. an Ap- it's Apato's movie, and he didn't get to make a movie again for like 12 years. Yeah. That movie's so good. Yeah. Oh, man, don't even shame watch it. Just watch it. <laughs> 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 it's so good. That's a great fucking classic 90s wholesome comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Big Boy. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, really? i never seen it. What?
3: No. Oh, it's great. We can cover it on the Big Boy Maxi yeah, series. Yeah, we'll do a Big we'll Boy Maxi, Maxi series. Yeah. Oh, please what? check I it out. Will, I won't watch it. Well, uh,
0: that's great. We have to, we have a Big Boy Maxi we series We have a anytime. thing going.
3: This is where you Gain out, some weight, it? bro.
0: No, like, anytime that you can't make it and we
1: don't have a guest, we,
3: no, do, I, I understand. we do
1: a Big Boy Maxi series.
3: This is, this is exactly would
1: like be, I really think you would all enjoy it. Oh, it's a great movie. I love it. It's so good. It's just... Well, it's, it is wholesome. It really is. It's, <laughs> like, it's legit. One of my ten favorite comedies. Too, like I love it. that He doesn't much. like a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah I really do love <laughs> what, that movie. What do you that rate much. it? What do I rate that? Yeah. That's an A, baby. Oh, could, could you damn. watch it a few times a year? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yes, it's got a great heel at uh, Ben Stiller. Nice. It's got tons of great. Bit players, not a lot of people that are super noble, but Paul Feig's in it, and a lot of the kids. It's got Goldberg, mm. it's got Keenan. Nice. It's fucking great. And then Ben Stiller's parents, Anne Mira and Jerry Stiller, mm. are in it. Mike Jeffrey Tambor is the dad Damn. of the Re- main character. Re- real quick, kid. now that you
2: mean it, speaking of heel, I think this was around the same time that Ben Stiller was a heel in Happy Madison. So it makes sense that Judd Apatow yep. and Adam Sandler, like they dipped from the same pot.
0: Also, to connect it back... To that first scene and funny people, the other two people that are in the room outside of Sailor and Apatow are Ben Stiller and Janine Garofalo. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, the guy that's the guy that is playing uh, the, the the guy that is yelling at the fake grandmother is Ben
1: Stiller. Really? Uh, going, I. I told you don't call him about the wow. roast beef. I missed that for sure.
0: Yeah, I yeah. didn't know. That was Wowza! That yeah, Damn. wow, wow, we wow, 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 we wow.
3: <laughs> that's so anyway, after we get that, we get that great hard cut to just sad old Sandler. Yeah. Laying in bed alone. So, mm-hmm.
0: so I double featured this with Wedding Singer. So the movie that I watched immediately before Hand was prime Adam Sandler at his pink. And yeah. then you hard Things cut are going great for this guy. <laughs> 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 no, they yeah. can stop me now. And then hard turn. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. hard cut to late 40s, early 50s Sandler, Mm -hmm. who just looks exhausted.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: And then you pull out and you see him in that mansion. It's just what an image. It feels so raw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And I don't know the exact timeline on this. Maybe one of y'all could help me. But I know he made like a bunch of trash that I've never seen. Maybe it's good. But like Jack and Jill. No. Nope. And he made like those that fucking Western for Netflix or whatever it was. That's all after funny people. Yeah. And so but a lot of the movies in so I'm not sure when Jack and Jill I think it's after. Yeah. I think all that shit came after funny people. But the weird thing is all the fictional movies and funny people are very much lampooning yes. that yeah. style of oh, movie yeah. that he yeah. would go on to make. Yeah. And it's really peculiar. I'm struggling to think of an example of that type of movie that came before Funny People, because yeah, he made like some dumb comedies. Click, click, he Definitely click. fits into that. Yeah, yeah. but this that. was like he had the, he was redo was yeah. the him at yeah. the head of the oh, baby, man. and then that Merman. So funny. And he's like <laughs> blah, blah, blah. it's like all so stupid, <laughs> and I'm wondering if he was really making fun of someone in particular, or if he just knew this is my destiny. <laughs> Sailor, <laughs> Sailor, possibly strikes me possibly as the person that will go
0: yell and just. I, I know that I suck but I'm just going to do this anyways because it, it
1: pays yeah. $15 million right. to yeah, make yeah. this movie yeah
2: because yeah. I mean he signed it I mean we can talk all the stuff we want but he signed a huge massive contract with Netflix for like $124 million to pump out shit mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's yeah. contracted to literally just pump out the same old stuff I, yeah.
0: I wonder if that cash lets him if he actively makes the decision to do the artsy stuff uh, mm. as well because of that overly lucrative deal that he signed with. Net you
2: mean net. like he's got the safety net so he can kind of take chances with Yeah, he went back to stand stuff?
0: up to, to do that. Granted, why would Sandler need a safety net? But per, I, I don't know why. Uh, but then he could also... I wonder if the Meyerowitz story is a thing that I've talked about on this podcast again and again within the context of the series. Perhaps Sandler was able to bankroll that and be able to do that and give someone else a chance. Mm-hmm. Maybe this... Stuff allows him to give other people
1: chances and 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 whatnot. That's a very generous assumption. <laughs> but well, he definitely has he definitely has the capital to take his own chances. Yeah. Well, I
0: we know that Sandler is a nice guy because he keeps giving his friends roles in the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, he just, well, he's uh, this is good timing because he's got a new movie coming out. And I haven't seen any of their other movies, but it's the Safety Brothers. I yeah, names, uh, Uncut Gems. They're the guys that made Good Time. Yeah, which is not a movie that I've seen yet, but but I've heard people are things. going crazy for Uncut yeah, Gems. so now hmm. he's making this movie. So again, supporting your theory. Yeah, he's, well, he's got it in the bank. He can pump out the shit yeah, and yeah, do right. the shit he wants. We all have our price,
0: including Adam Sandler. Which brings us to the game that we've been doing all month uh, for Sandler yes. September. As you might know, Mason, uh, Adam Sandler is someone that does a lot of product placement. Mm. Jack and Jill being a prime example of doing a full-on Dunkin' Donuts commercial in the middle of the movie with Al Pacino. Uh, And Funny People is no less guilty, which is why it's time to bring out our favorite segment, Billy
2: Addison. Addison. No. Mason,
0: would you like to make a guess of how many pieces of product placement are in Funny People? A product placement meaning a logo is displayed or spoken out loud?
1: Okay. I definitely noticed a couple very nice cars that he owned. Mm-hmm. Like he's in uh, an Escalade at the end, but then he's in that whatever that truck Mm -hmm. Is that really nice luxury truck At the beginning It was very obvious That he was driving that Mm -hmm. So that's a couple Uh, I know he At one point yells at Ira To buy him a Diet Coke Yeah So that gets us to three Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna Based on the three I remember I'm gonna say there were Fourteen product (laughs) placements In this movie Fourteen product placements
0: Mason's guess is Fourteen
2: product
1: placements Aaron I feel like I might have gone high but I, I also sure. believe in the power. There of was twenty
2: three in uh, Happy, Happy Happy Gilmore. Gilmore yeah. That's yeah. shockingly low for that. I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I want to amend my guess. I got to stick to fourteen. I think it's
1: like eight now, but. Yeah.
2: I'm going to say nine. Nine. Nine feels comfy.
0: James, you can go higher, lower, stay exactly the same.
2: You know I have to, I have to follow
3: my gut. Sixty three. My gut's telling me twenty five. Twenty five. God no damn. Way. I'm, I'm thinking. There's so many cars. Cool. There's that limo. There's a Red Bull. There's, there's I Red mean, Bull. the improv. Well, it's not really. Cool. The improv was cool. Shut Uh That was
0: still <laughs> a brand placement, as as I counted it. Uh, oh, it. I I counted these. MySpace. Manually. Oh. I counted this by stopping the movie and recording it. Oh God. Seventy two brands. What? Oh
2: my God. So my joke of sixty three. Would have been the closest. It would have been a oh game site wins. Here we go. Oh. Hang
0: on,
1: this is okay. Will what be- are you counting? Just it being in the background, or it, it, they're calling attention to it?
0: Any brand that is displayed, which because you have to clear those brands.
1: That's a fair point, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: seventy-two brands, and this is not counting uh, theaters, movies, or bands. Oh it's not counting.
3: Correct. Wow. Uh,
0: theaters, movies, brands, or Teams, here we go. Adidas, Air Jordan, American Express. Before the studio logo even fades within the Columbia logo, they say hi. I'm blank with American Express. You're going to oh, read all yeah. seventy-two of these. American Heart Association, AppliCare yeah. Health Products, Apple Computers, Baby Bjorn, Best Buy, Budweiser, and Bud Light counts the same. Butterfinger, CAA, Cadillac, Callaway, Champion, Chuck E. Cheese. Coca-Cola, Diet Coke, Yes. DW Drums, Forbes Magazine, GMC, Google, Great China Airlines, Honda, Ikea, Interview, J-Date, Jeep, Jerry's Famous Deli, Kangaroo Hats, Kmart, Kodak, Lens Crafters, Lunesta, M&M's, Mad Magazine, rest in peace, (laughs) MySpace, Nathan's Hot Dogs, Natural Um. Health Magazine, NBC, NFL, Nike, Nintendo, Oldsmobile, Oreos, The Palm Restaurant, Panda Express, Paramount Pictures, PlayStation, Porsche, Puma, Ralph's Supermarkets, Red Bull, Restoril's, Rice Krispies, mm. Rolling Stone nice Magazine, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, Sea-Doo, Sharp TVs, Sharon Footballs, Target, The WB Network, Thumans, Toyota, uh, University of Southern California, UTA. Vanity Fair, Variety Magazine, Viagra, Walmart, Wilson, Yahoo, and YouTube. Additionally, the theaters that were plugged in the movie include, and this is not part of the 72, the Apollo Theater, Curran Theater, and the improv in general. The teams that I found were the New York Giants, New York Jets, and New York Yankees, and the band that was plugged was Wilco. Also, many movie references were made, including Harry Potter, The Incredible Hulk, and some other things, but I didn't so you it's know clear yeah. we, we
2: might have been near 100 if we counted. Yeah, it's everything.
0: probably much higher
1: because you mentioned teams, and I specifically remember laughing when I saw he was during one point in the movie. George Simmons is wearing in a stand up set a very ridiculous looking Cleveland Cavaliers oh. jacket. Yeah. So I
0: figure if I was counting teams, then I'd probably have to count other entities that might be construed as creative. So I have to plug Rodney Dangerfield and Bill Cosby and any oh. sort of comedian.
3: Hal Ashby's *The Last Detail*.
0: Yeah, great movie. That's Check it out. Billy Addison for funny people.
3: I just want to reiterate that I won. <laughs> <laughs> I Just want to put that out there. There,
2: there was a good 60, 60 ads of. Air, okay, I'm we'll just see. saying you won Win's thank you that's a that's a w in the column thank uh, you i should put all of these on imdb <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> yeah
2: that's impressive that is
3: honestly very impressive yeah it i uh, mean it makes sense because he's a well-known star who's starring all these things so he has a lot of shit that's my take
1: what in your research do you know How was this movie commercially was it commercially successful
3: no. Uh, I think this flopped I think hard. it did
0: fine This movie cost a hundred million dollars
1: Oh my god Damn. But they got all
2: those ads Why do they need to pay for anything
1: That's, and this, How did this movie cost a hundred million dollars It's, two, it's Sandler. two hours Here's, a,
2: well, here's my yeah, theory. theory Sandler who probably takes
0: 20 million just immediately This yeah. is yeah. it's peak he was probably, probably a, taking
1: a nice little vig there, a healthy sum. Additionally, yeah.
0: they employed so many of their friends.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this
0: thing. Uh Seth Rogen, as well as is, is a star at this point. Yeah,
3: Jonah
1: Hill mm-hmm. was hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jason Schwartzman always hot, always been, always
3: will be. Man, that Yo Teach show that was fun. So stuff great. I love That's shit so- like oh, that. Yeah, uh,
0: this did not do that well. Yeah, no. Life it flopped. Hard. Gross of fifty-one million dollars <laughs> against a at least eighty million dollar
1: budget. Whoa wow. boy, that is tough. I yeah. mean, especially because he was coming off, like you said, at his peak with Forty Year Old Virgin and Knocked Up. Those mm-hmm. were smash hits and super bad. But so that supports my theory, and I could be wrong. Has he directed a movie since Funny People? Like direct this is Two. forty. Yeah, this is Forty and Trainwreck. Uh, Trainwreck train of which yeah. I it's, uh, was pretty darn successful. I yeah. didn't see either of those movies Sure, and I don't feel like anyone saw This is 40.
3: I did. That, that's I liked a, it. <laughs> that's a movie. I bet it was great. I yeah. bet it was fine. I just really
1: like "Avatar." Yeah. Oh. Kenny's shaking his head for the viewers. <laughs> and
0: a, I, I saw it in the theaters and I own it. I also Uh, that movie is uh, if if this movie is meandering, this is forty is is even worse. Certified uh, stinker. I I think it's a certified stinker. The movie very much is about having money problems, and I think the encapsulation of what that movie fails at is Paul Rudd sitting in, I believe, his BMW SUV, crying about how he's going to be able to make any money to keep his family afloat. Meanwhile, their family he runs a boutique music. Uh, album. He, he runs a boutique music company that funds niche musicians, and additionally, they live in this giant two-story McMansion.
1: I hate this movie. It's it's really rough. I've never seen it. It's it's really <laughs> I rough. hate it. Well, that's the... Th- I think the most valid critique of this, or any of Judd Apatow's movies, is uh, uh, of the three I've seen, I haven't seen this most recent two, as we just discussed. I really like Trainwreck. Well, I, really I haven't like seen Trainwreck. it, but... I, I do think, like, you know, I think Judd Apatow might have got these in right before being a white dude who just made movies about white dudes. Yeah. Like, I, I really think if this movie came out today, it would be apparently just as commercially successful, which is not great. But critically, I don't know what this movie was like, critically. I imagine it was probably pretty good because it's a good movie. But, like, I don't, I, it's hard to... Care as if I remove the fact that I'm a comedy nerd, it's yeah. hard to care about this movie, yeah. Yeah, like
0: it's, this is a movie for comedy nerds. Oh, 100%. I, I can't
2: imagine showing this to Gene Fight and she caring about she it, she would be all.
3: very bored. Sure, I,
2: I know it's a shallow comparison, but uh, to me, like the big sick probably took a couple of notches. Ooh, what a shallow comparison! It, it, I it, love because it, it, I love the movie too, but like I care about that movie, yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot for me to to emotionally connect with like, and it's too uh, about comedy nerds. It's about, yeah. you know, people trying to come up, you know, in the underbelly of comedy and, you know, trying to make it and trying to, you know, be with your friends and, and collab and, and at the end of the day, it's a love story. So yeah. I think it did t- take some notches and it's a true, fairly true story. There's a more yes. universal thread running through it. Versus Correct, yeah. Definitely.
1: Uh, especially because of all the woe is me, I'm rich and famous and still not satisfied movies. A lot of them have done better than this. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. like there's more compelling examples of fictional characters that, like, well, the, are rich and sad.
0: Th- this is part of a genre of let's take a movie star that we know, mm-hmm. make a movie about them in real life, mm-hmm. and let's just be a let's just have the movie be about that. A movie that came around. Came out around this time, but I think was f- far more successfully critically, if not commercially. It was Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler mm, oh, with yeah. Mickey Groy. Oh, yeah. oh.
1: Love one of movie. the best movies of the 2000s. Jam. Ram, Ram, jam. Jam. Ram Jam, Ram
2: Jam, Ram Jam, Ram Jam, Ram Jam, Christ oh, figure. You know, <laughs> figure. <laughs> you know uh, that movie has Marissa Tomei Yeah, oh, man. I love me some Rosatome.
1: rock and roll. Yeah, <laughs> rock and roll. She played a stripper. <laughs> This table of dudes ain't gonna argue with it there. <laughs> no, the re- I mean, hey, that's a really good point though. Yeah, that's the wrestler is like, you know, of all the movies that are just about a man who has achieved something and is still broken, that is who oh boy. Like my one of my, I think one of my favorite movies of all time is top three for sure. Boogie Nights. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. And it's like. Wasn't Boogie Nights so much more fun than Funny People? Like this was a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. but it's like not a lot happened for two and a half hours. Yeah, Boogie Nights is maybe ten minutes longer than Funny People. That's okay. I was I just took funny people in my own brain down from B plus to B. Because <laughs> so much shit happens in Boogie Nights and uh, it feels like it's 90 minutes. And, you, you're and not funny winded. people yeah. feels like it's three hours. It's yeah. two and a half and like yeah. three things happen. Yeah. He gets sick. He isn't sick. Shit with Leslie happens. <laughs> two things. Yeah.
0: One, uh, for the listener at home, uh, Mason, in an over-the-top style move, took his hat from front to back. Ash Ketchum style yeah. from Pokemon. Correct. Uh, Correct. Talk about Boogie Nights? Uh, absolutely don't remember what the second point was, but it was going to be really great, so I'm going to keep talking in this confident tone. Sure. Good job. I That's thought it was
1: good. That was really They're great, great, great point. Sorry I derailed you by pointing out that uh, I did it after you were talking about that I did it.
0: Uh, it might have been the fact that uh, Bookie Nights was also a deconstruction on Burt Reynolds in general. Oh. Ah. Uh, uh, Burt Reynolds hadn't been in anything for a long time, and then you put Burt back into a major motion picture, and it's kind of going, look at this old... Guard person trying to make it. He's got this ragtag family around him, but gosh darn it, I don't think he's going to survive. And I I think if if Funny People had streamlined it down to make Sandler the main character, mm. as opposed to dealing with
1: all these other threads, I think you would have had a stronger movie. Yeah, it was definitely through the lens of Ira mm-hmm. that we experienced the story. Yeah, yeah. and it's you know. I don't really care about Ira.
3: And, uh, I care about Ira because I am Ira.
0: Well, th- There's an interesting story there too. But I, there is such a wonderful hangdog look about Sandler, especially as he gets older. You just look at his face and you see someone that just looks inherently sad. So you do that hard cut at the beginning of this movie of him just looking out onto the horizon. Mm-hmm. And he just looks <laughs> that's just his default look mm. and that's so powerful yeah. yeah. and if you had just played that you had played that kind of always bubbling anger at the world and let sailor be able to just be silently acting without having to give jokes all the time you would have had something that's a lot more powerful
1: mm. yeah I mean that the interesting thing for me too with his performance is He is such a good actor. Like Punch Drunk Love, we touched on earlier. I think that's just an incredibly wonderful movie. And I think he's so fucking good in it. And he has the chops. And I do feel like, as you just kind of alluded to and Aaron alluded to earlier, I kind of feel like if you just kind of let him get there, like almost that he was held back a little bit yeah. because it was constantly trying to be funny, mm-hmm. it didn't ever really get into like. There's a lot of really beautiful moments in this movie, but it's we're not super invested in George Simmons. There's yeah. the
0: wonderful scene where he's
1: fiddling with the satellite remote oh, in oh, his yeah. bedroom
0: mm-hmm. uh, after that really lovely montage of him going through the cancer treatments.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, that like first breakdown. Yeah, Yeah. and he
0: he gets angry, and Seth Rogen's just like, okay, I'll 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 do whatever, and Sandler just loses it. Mm -hmm.
2: That's a wonderfully powerful scene and very raw. Yeah, and and to me, and to kind of touch on what Mason was saying, Sandler kind of needs to let his drama engine keep revving. Mm -hmm. Like if you kind of try and balance him a little bit too much, he it kind of doesn't. It kind of fizzles, and 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 he he doesn't get to fully rev it because like you said, they're trying to make it a little too funny and it it's, it's a little sad because he's got some great chops. Mm-hmm. He, he's got some, some stuff like, like you said, punch drug love. Honestly, you know, I feel like is a top 100. You should at least watch, mm-hmm. you don't have to like it, but I do think it's worth a watch just to say that, you know, that guy doesn't normally do that. And, and I think it, it's a, it's a failure of his own devices where he's kind of like limited him himself but we know he can get there and he yeah. just falls short every time.
1: What do you guys think
0: of the two movie quality of the fact of of,
1: of this movie? Like an hour 50 in, he's fine?
0: Uh, yeah, not even. An hour 30. You're yeah. cool, yeah. 84 minutes. The movie is basically <laughs> over. Yeah. Uh, but with without that second half,
1: I think you have a lot more of a cliche film. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think, like, I think the length comes from this whole second half that they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, we haven't touched on this yet. We haven't. Bit of a curveball. Yeah. Eric Bana. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This movie no- is like, Here's. I don't want to go this far, but if if number one is George C. Scott and Doctor Strangelove, Eric Bana's like, Number 15. One of my <laughs> like yeah. He nails it. He yeah, knocks
0: out yeah. the part. Yeah, he's great. One of my notes says Eric Banna is an international treasure. Yeah, so, why yeah. haven't we seen more of this? Uh, I don't think anyone knows how to use Eric Banna. Yeah, no, that's fair. This year, 2009, uh, he did this. And then also, he was the villain in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie, mm-hmm. which are two wildly different performances.
1: Bad movie, in my opinion. Hot take.
0: Uh all right.
1: <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's not sure. about Star Trek. I'm not even the big of a Star Trek fan. It doesn't it misses the point of Star Trek. JJ sure. Abrams doesn't even like Star Trek. JJ Abrams sucks. <laughs> huge tracking. I like that movie. JJ <laughs> Abrams is a bad person.
0: I I don't think he's a bad person, but he's just nice. JJ Abrams beats kids. What? <laughs> Wait, Wait what?
1: what? What? James, why would you say that? I just don't like him. I'm James, jealous. No dunking. <laughs> he's damn it. No, I'm sorry. Uh, That was a non-sequitur. I'm sorry. Oh, Uh, I I
2: really got nervous. I was like, what? No. No, he's probably a
1: great guy who just doesn't get the franchises he gets to own for some reason. (laughs) Like a
3: classic (laughs) white man.
1: Hey, whoa, it has nothing to do with being a white man. If you don't understand Star Trek's about being in space and you'd rather save Earth than all your movies, then that's fine. Make it about that.
0: (laughs) I can talk about Star Trek. Hey, you're more Star Trek than I am. Sure, well, the movies have an inherent problem because the Star Trek, the TV show deals with smaller stories and one of the lovely things about Star Trek is that it's uh, people that just work and they work in space. So you're watching completely normal office workers go, oh, I guess we have to fight a giant space amoeba. Is there any way that I could get a coffee just real quick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the images that keeps popping out in my brain is Captain Kirk with a cup of coffee, and he's just looking at, and the, he's just looking at some strange thing while also drinking his great cup of coffee. That's one of the one of the aspects of the show. In a nutshell, the movies. And please cut all of this stuff out. Keep, a, keep it in. double. Sure. Uh, is that that's not really that cinematic? Yeah, they have
1: to make it about something. Just Uh, like every fucking movie these days is, oh no, the whole city's being destroyed. It's like, what about just like this orphanage is being destroyed? Like, uh, I want
0: to watch that movie. I don't think Paramount understands how that Star Trek should be a prestige science fiction piece. Mm. It goes, this is Star Wars. And they try to Star Wars it as much as possible. The recent output of Star Trek Discovery is more Star Wars than Star Trek as well. Uh, well, that's CBS, but now the two are together. It all feels like Star Wars because they don't understand that it's it, it's it's highbrow science fiction. It's about ideas. It's supposed to be more cerebral. And instead, you make
1: it about the whiz-bang-pow action. Well, uh, as long as we're on the topic, J.J. J. Abrams doesn't understand Star Wars either. And I care mm-hmm. way more about Star Wars than I care about Star Trek. And boy, did he boof... All those movies. Hey, here's an idea. Make a movie about Ray. She's the protagonist of the trilogy. Yeah. Hasn't, hasn't made a movie about her yet. The third movie of the trilogy will be about her. It's too late. All right, yes. I'm done. I can get more into it. Hate him. J.J. Abrams really hated the guy. I, I think that
0: that is just. How do uh, we get into this? It's my fault. It's oh, okay. <laughs> that's the the last time i be on this podcast. The movie that we're talking about is, of course, Funny People. Uh, <laughs> Danny, I was just about to do that, Kenny. I think that that's just reflective of storytelling trends at large because one of the things that Abrams is guilty of is just... Making f- successful movies. Uh, throwing fan service mm-hmm. in there. Um, I think Mission Impossible was decidedly empty of fan service. Uh, and then... Uh, well really that was the only one that he was. that was the only movie that he made before he did Star Trek uh, because Paramount was going please just save us do whatever you can uh, and then it throws all of this fan service in there and then Star Trek Into Darkness is even worse about that uh, Super 8 is aping Amblin movies it's doing Stranger mm-hmm. Things before Stranger Things and I think it's doing it poorly uh, and I like that movie and then Oof. I think The Force Awakens uh the first thirty minutes of that movie are really wonderful. And oh, then you
1: nailed it. And then And then it gets so bad. Yeah. Well, with the introduction
0: <laughs> of the Millennium Falcon going, the garbage scow will do, then demonstrates that the rest of the feelings that you feel are that uh recognition dopamine of going, I like this thing. I want to see more of this thing and so they just kind of hit the check boxes
1: without bothering to just make this about Could have made it about a brand new character called Ray yeah. who was really compelling and for 30 minutes I was like they're going to be good and then for the next rest of the trilogy I was betrayed. But so something I really liked
2: about this Sure, movie. let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk later Kenny. Fun fact where my Ray mom was going to have my middle name be Tiberius what? Really? Yeah. yeah. We talked about this Chance on the card. podcast. Yeah. Uh so the fight scene in this the movie The moment where Ray Stop. From, okay, I won't get done. back we're on moving. track. We'll talk later though. You know who's not named Tiberius? Adam Sandler. <laughs> Correct. Uh but the fight scene in
3: this movie at uh, towards the very end That's with Eric It's a great fight scene. It's <laughs> so real. That's how like yeah. it's not like stage. It's like n- fights are messy. Like they're not like well produced like in Mission Impossible. It's just like People John like, Wick is bullshit, is it, what you're saying. It yeah. is. That's what I'm saying. It's I like people just wrestle when each other.
1: Adam Sandler punches Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. That's like, great. Oh, he accidentally punched him. That's funny. And then he just starts hitting him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. was really great. Uh, yeah. Two
0: things. One, Leslie Mann is secretly great in this movie. Oh, she's overtly great. Yeah, yeah, no. She's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you can always just. I, I think some people just point at Leslie Mann and go, she's playing shrill. Uh, but I think she's just a super complex character in anything that she does. Yeah. And then number two, Eric Bana. What a, what a weird role because Clark is supposed to be a jerk and then yeah. you're just like, Clark's kind of the coolest. Oh, yeah, Clark's mm. great. Uh, he's a great character. I love that line where he's talking about how hot Cameron Diaz is with <laughs> Leslie
1: Mann right there. And Sandler's oh, just like... Cameron left. Diaz.
3: Fuck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> ah! yeah. Well, I do love that in this movie filled with funny people, the comedic relief is Eric Banna. It's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, he, and yeah. he's clearly the comedic relief. Like, everyone else is meant to be this very, like, mm-hmm. real, grounded, Seppie, complex yeah. person. And he is a very absurd character. Oh, yeah. But then they give him that moment, too, where you... Uh, Suddenly, you're empathetic and you're like, ah, man, I want this marriage to work. Also, yeah, yeah, Uh, Yeah. which is, and that's that's why Sandler's arc is so interesting and
0: why I I give this movie props because Apatow is trying to go, uh, you coming away from a near death experience, you're still depressed, you're Mm -hmm. still sad, yeah, you should have died. And you're still going to be depressed, but you're trying to use this near-death experience as fuel to make you happy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But no, you're still messing everything up.
2: The more we talk about Banna, <laughs> uh huh. Man, nobody really knows how to use him. You're right. Well, like, Eric
0: Banna started off as a sketch comedian in Australia. No. Really? What? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. He was at first a funny person. Wow. And then they, and then he got
1: cast in the uh, the
0: Hulk uh, movie. Yep, 2004.
1: Yep. Which I haven't seen that one. Don't, oh, I think that and Black
3: don't. Hawk Down. 2003, yeah.
2: Well,
1: I so th- did Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down then. And Black- they did uh, the Steven Spielberg Israeli. Oh, yeah, he's great in Munich. Munich. Oh, Munich. He also so was in good. Troy. Munich. He's Troy. in Troy.
2: Troy. Um, time Traveler's wife uh, was the year great. before this. Um, the other Bolian girl. Bolin Girl. Bolin Girl.
0: What was he in Finding Nemo? He was Nemo.
1: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he was the part played by Ellen DeGeneres. That <laughs> <laughs> um, makes sense. Wait, was he? Oh,
0: yeah, weren't you? Uh, you were Ellen DeGeneres in a show at some point.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the uh, season two premiere of Late
2: Night <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, briefly. Oh, he played one of the sharks. Oh. Oh, yeah. All he, these he played Anchor. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so his introduction to American cinema was Hulk.
1: Basically. Yikes. Okay, yeah, buddy. Not great. Yeah. And yet he went on to be in some major motion pictures. Yeah. So good no, him. yeah. He had some, some Probably huge, he was very talented. talented and Hulk. So people were like, got to get on the banner train. He was, I mean, he's super talented. And uh, to touch on kind of what we were talking about at the end of this movie from like for how much. They fit into the last 15 minutes of this movie? Yeah. Why is this movie two and a half hours? I don't know. Like, for how much that goes down in the last 15 minutes. It's like, you think that George and uh, Leslie man, I forget her character's name, are going to end up together. And then you see those shots of him being overwhelmed by family Mm -hmm. and everything's moving too fast. And you can tell he's kind of backing out. And then she drives to the airport to have this scene with her and Clark. And then they come back. There's a fight. Then there's the falling out between him and Ira. Then mm-hmm. they get back. There's this whole epilogue. And then they get back. Up. That's all like the last 15 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. What and was happening
2: great. for the previous two hours?
1: Like, how did this movie run so
2: long? Sandler has a lot of fluff in his yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think this one just tried to put, they were like, hey, we're working with like some serious stuff. Let's fluff it well, up a little bit, uh, but it so could I, have been an hour 20. You
0: want to hear my... I read today uh, Universal actively tried to get Apatow to cut 30 minutes out of the movie anyways. Ooh, really? Want to hear my again, theory? But again, Apatow at his peak, so he was able to persuade Universal to let the 30 minutes go. And since Apatow was kind of the comedy guy, at the moment, I guess Universal was like, okay, let him do it. Yeah. What's your theory, Mason? This is my
1: theory... And this is my biggest critique of the movie.
0: Uh, we'll come to the segment Mason's Theory Corner. Thank Boop you, Mason, I'm in a corner. A- <laughs> 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 he has to give his theory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, my theory, and this is my biggest critique of the movie, is I think he had so much fun making this movie, and he had so many great people come through to mm-hmm. do little one-off things that cut, cut into eight-second moments. Yeah, I think the assembly of this movie was four out.
2: So, oh, yeah. 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 And, that's then, fair. and
1: then he was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and he's like, let's make a movie. And that's why it's too long. I think, you know, I think he had a four hour assembly. And I think yeah. I didn't watch the deleted scenes on the two disc Blu ray I rented from Vulcan Video, <laughs> Ben White, and uh, you should check it out. Um, but I bet there's some funny ass fucking deleted oh, scenes yeah.
0: on there. I bet they're great. So Apatow famously shoots. A lot of footage mm-hmm. uh, on Forty Year Old Virgin. He shot over a million feet of film. Which uh, to to compare that uh, another movie that shot over a million feet of film, Francis Ford Coppola's Ap- Apocalypse Now. What? So th- that and Forty wow. Year Old Virgin and probably Judd Apatow films because he likes he likes improv. That's Let him
1: Let him have fun with it. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of
3: improv, uh, Ira wears a UCB shirt. At one point in the movie, and I thought that was a fun little thing. I'm an improv nerd, so I noticed. You had to get that in there, didn't you? Yeah. Speaking of improv, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah, my perfect note.
2: That Un- was cool. University of California at Berkeley. <laughs> Berkeley. <laughs> yeah. 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 University of
0: California at Berkeley. That's yeah, right. Charles Barkley. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's me, <laughs> Charles Barkley. Welcome to my university. <laughs> Don't be terrible. <laughs> uh, funny People also has, I think, an hour and a half making up documentary on the first disc oh as well. Boy.
1: So they're talking about. <laughs> That's so pretentious.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <I laughs> love it's M- peak
1: appetite. No, up, t-
0: making up docs are so good. I love no, them. I, I
1: love them. I, I want to see how Big Lebowski was made. Oh, hell yeah. I don't yeah. want to see how funny people. I don't care no, how funny don't people me, was made. Uh, the.
0: Watching the watching the just okay movies getting made is is even more interesting uh, because you're going. These people worked really hard on something that is just okay, fine, and yeah. you see them put the love and care into it. To talk about the four hour work print, Apatow tested this movie a bunch of times with his comedy friends, and there's like in the in the last quadrant of the the making of documentary it's him with his comedy nerd friends and they're going i think this works i think this doesn't work i think this doesn't work and apatow is really trying to get it down to a manageable length the manageable length for him is two and a half hours apparently
2: i really like to think that apatow is just sitting at a computer and he's like all right it's done and he's sitting at the four the four hour length and the studio is like uh can you make it an hour and a half he's like fuck can it be two and a half (laughs) like (laughs) Let's like, meet in the middle. Yeah, just so give me some too long. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and you're right. It could have been a cool 120 to... I'll even give it 145. And even then, you're adding the Sandler fluff.
1: Still, it still would never have made it less than two hours. But yeah, but sure. that's the thing. That's why it could have been such a great series or yeah. a limited series. is because you see Andy Dick come through and you see... All these comedians come through. I don't know why he's the one that came to mind. But you see, all these comedians come through, and it's like, I bet they shot like 15 great minutes of Andy Dick being a sassy little bitch. You mm-hmm. see. And it's probably hilarious. And you it's see. like, if this was a TV show, we could have had a three minute scene where Andy Dick was just being a sassy little bitch about George Simmons dying. Yeah. It would have been great, but. It, that's why it's not as funny as it could be. You yeah. see
0: Ray Romano that's a, geeking out oh over gosh. seeing Eminem. And that's Eminem. great. It's no, yeah, yeah. super funny, but it has no
1: function.
3: No. And that's why, it's as a
1: TV show, you can have two, three of those moments every... Like, one of my favorite comedy TV shows, also a bit of a non sequitur, is Extras. The mm. Ricky Gervais show, Extras. I really love Extras, and so much of it is... It's 30 minutes each episode. It's just celebrity cameos. Like, so much of it is celebrities making a fool of themselves. Like, each episode, it's a brand new one or two celebrities just making an ass of themselves. And mm-hmm. just that alone sustains the comedy. It's yeah. Kate Winslet and David Bowie and Daniel Radcliffe. And they just make a fool of themselves for 30 minutes. And of course, there's some great storyline happening too. Yeah, And that's why, that's the one thing I wish I could have seen a little more from this world. That he definitely like invested the time and effort to build. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we didn't get to see a ton of.
0: There is a huge plot thread that is given two scenes Go on in this movie. Because there's the line where Ira is talking George to sleep. And George says, I've been trying to make my dad laugh my entire life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then there's one scene where he's talking with his sister, and the sister is like, "You should have been there." Mm-hmm. Sandler's like, "I I know." And then there's one other scene with Sandler and his dad, and his dad mm-hmm. goes, "You know what? You're not so bad." Yeah, yeah. And he and
1: slaps him on the knee, and he's yeah. in the pool with his sister yeah. and mm-hmm. presumably nephew and brother-in-law, and yeah. then that's it. It's a montage too,
3: which yeah. seems. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, such a huge thing in this character's life, and it's a scene and a montage.
3: And again, if we could make this a TV show, that would have been an entire episode, probably. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, also, I probably would have cut the uh, love interest. Ooh, as much as I yeah, love Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza's great.
1: Love Aubrey Plaza, great the movie. Totally unearned. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, and let Seth Rogen get laid at the end of this movie. Yeah, was yeah, a jerk.
2: Yeah, and look and looking at shows that came out in two thousand nineteen or two thousand nine, I don't think it would have been proposed. Like there, there's not a lot. Uh, Modern Family was was kicking up. Oh. Uh, Castle was in its run still. Community was still active. Nice. Um, Jersey Shore. Oh. Um, Archer. Um, the only. I mean, somewhat comparison, I guess. Drop Dead Diva. When did Mad
3: Men don't come out? I think so.
2: Uh,
3: and.
2: Um, Mad Men, and I feel like that would have been like uh, the turn a correct of, pronunciation is Matt <laughs> <gasps> Mat uh, Matt, Matt Men. Matt um, Men. Uh, I think 2011 I'm feels right. i look it up, but. And. Nurse Jackie. I mean, that's kind of compar- comparable, but. Uh, mad Men, not Mad Me, Mad Men, um, in the 1960s. Oh no, sorry. Uh. <laughs> well,
0: Aaron, while you're looking at that up, I think it's time to tee up our final game of the night the Rotten Tomatoes game. Okay. For folks that might not be familiar with Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes is a website that aggregates all critical reviewers. uh, And puts a percentage on it uh, According to a pass fail system Uh, I ask our panelists in front of us uh, Which uh, once again Is Aaron and James along with our guest Mason, To guess what the critical And audience approval ratings are Of the movie that we are talking about Out of 237 Critical reviews of Funny people uh, Mason what do you think the critical approval rating is Of funny people
1: As a percentage Uh, As a percentage Yes, from a zero to one hundred percent. I think. I think at the time this came out, Apatow was hot. I think a lot of critics would have seen this as like a mature step forward, definitely for a comedy auteur already. Yeah, sure. Um, I do. I again, I think this was pre-media caring about representation, of which this movie has none. No. George Wallace no. is in this movie and has no lines. Uh, and that's yep. the only person. of. I mean, Aziz is in this movie, yeah. and he's a clown. Uh, oh, those are the only two people of color I can recall from the whole movie. Yeah. Um, so, But that wasn't really a factor in 2009. People wouldn't have harped on it. So because people didn't care back then about representation, and because people were back then very high on Jed Apatow, but because it was too long, I'm going to say 75%. 75%. Oh, okay. I think definitely positive, but I think the 25% negative would have come from too long and people wanting more you know, sure. fucking stuff.
0: More yeah. 70 70 sense. 50, 75% of critics just like
2: Aaron, what do you think? 58. 58? No, sorry, 68. 68. 68. 68. Um, I think it would have just been like, it's too long, but it's fine. Like, I, I, I see that. She
1: said 69.
2: That's it, it, funny. In <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going
3: to say 43. 43? I don't think, think, think <laughs> critical. Uh, uh, I don't think people liked it at all, including no. audience they. members and critics.
2: I think all of us. Have fair justifications of where our numbers are
3: at. I think I think you're going to be way off.
2: Well, if I'm I th- wrong,
1: <laughs> I will eat a can of Waterloo. Oh
3: boy! All right. No way it it's under fifty. This was definitely favorably <laughs> Well, ready. here's the thing. Like, oh shit, it did really bad at the box office. I like, could yeah. be wrong. One it did that. <laughs> Two, like this is made for comedy nerds. Critics aren't comedy nerds. Yeah, but they're nerds. Yes, they are.
0: Critics are definitely comedy nerds. Yeah. yeah. Film mm. critics are just film nerds. They're nerds. They take yeah. it. They're nerds.
3: I I don't think that this they movie's love for them though. Movies. Hit me with that number, baby. If yes. one
0: of you is closest without going over, the correct answer uh, is Mason's joke answer of sixty nine percent. Hey Hey, no. so I was close. You yes. Yes. almost nailed it. Yeah. Almost sixty nine percent critically. Yes. But let's see what the audience be- Because Summer. the comedy
2: nerds wanted it to be at sixty nine. That's why they got it there. That's <laughs>
0: Uh, out of 844,982 audience user Jeez. ratings Not too bad <laughs> James, what do you think the audience rating is of Funny People? 25% 25% no
3: People hated this movie oh, that's so People low. hated this movie That's so
1: low That's like Price the, is that's, right That's such a low number to guess
3: Price is right <laughs> There's so few movies <laughs> rate that low yeah, I know People hate this movie Mason People hate this movie Except for the four of us. And also remember
2: that with Rotten Tomatoes, it's just a pass or fail type of uh, score. Like, So it's like yes or no. Yeah. yeah. Favorable. So like or yes, yeah, I yeah. like it. And yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: If people go, this is fine. That's a
2: pass. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a certified okay.
1: That's good insight. Yeah. 68.
2: 68%. Just because I want to really leave does. some wiggle room for that 69. <laughs> yeah. You
1: can bring it home. Because I want to get this right. I do have a quick qualifying question. Oh, all right. I'll Ooh. allow it. Rotten Tomatoes. This is a site that has existed since this movie came out, and these ratings could be any time from its release until now. Correct. Because it's users. Yes. <sighs> okay, because I bet the time it was pretty
2: low. Uh, great. That question. would be interesting to see like the peaks and lows. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I think uh, over the past 10 years, it's going to get a 57% favorable. 57%?
2: Survey says...
0: One of you is closest without going over. The answer is James. The, the percentage is 48%. Damn Oh, it. my Lord. Playing it safe, though. Because audiences Got that win. hate this movie. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I, they hate this yeah, movie. Yeah, they they deserve to. They, I get it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I, oh, it's just like all the moms in the world like, it wasn't Sandler funny. I yeah. don't like this. Yeah. yeah,
1: okay. The more I've talked about this movie with you guys, the less I've liked. It.
3: <laughs> oh no! And, and I had a, we've I done really the opposite of our missions. I enjoyed watching it. <laughs>
1: watching it.
0: Well, I, I like this movie because of its ambition. It's also a pleasant watch. I like seeing Appetown try and stretch, uh, and try to achieve James L. Brooks types of seriousness. It doesn't land the in, it doesn't land the way that I think he wants to. Yeah. But I I respect the effort for it because he's. Just chewing off so much. And I like movies like that. I like movies that are earnest like that. I like movies where you can clearly see the director trying.
1: Uh, and while they're not necessarily landing it, they're just trying. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I came in here to B plus. I'm tempted to go B minus. I'm gonna hold it a B. I really think there are enough moments that really are well done cinematically yeah. and well acted and moving. For a normal size movie, that it would have been good, it's
2: just too long. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, it was a long movie. Yeah, and and that it really sucks that there's some great pieces and 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 great narrative in here, but it's just stop. You yeah, know, like we don't need you know six miles of film. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: there's just it's literally just too much.
2: Yeah, I, I think we're all of the
0: same opinion that this is a fine movie. Yeah. We just—I don't know it.
1: about wait. I want to hear what James has to say
3: because I think he loves this movie. I do, I do love. I this think movie. he's on
1: yeah. a bash. I don't think he right. thinks it's fine. I think it's. Yeah, I no. think he thinks it's a this plus, is, plus,
3: plus. I want to say a plus plus, but it's definitely an A in my book. There we go. I love this movie. Airport. Oh. Here.
2: Oh no! Durant's taking a shower. Sounds like a pipe. Man. Yeah, yeah. A, a, shower. a weird plane. <laughs> 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 it's propelled. Uh, so final, final question.
3: What do we think of Sandler now?
2: Oh yeah, this is the end of our series. Oh season. yeah, mm-hmm. you get you get a hot take on this, oh, man. Boy.
3: Um, uh, because we've seen the three movies that make Sandler Sandler, and now we see we've seen the deconstruction and commentary of his career.
1: Did y'all watch Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and yes. Buddy Singer?
0: Yes. yes. Uh, because just to repeat the same thing that we've been try- that I've said multiple times over the n- entire series. We watched, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. We watched Anger Management, two movies that we all had viscerally negative reactions. Trash movies. I can imagine. Trash I, I, I haven't
2: movies. seen either, but that's Don't. probably for good reason. The anger Management was just completely unnecessary. And, I and now
3: pronun- pronounce you Chuck and Larry as a trash fire. Yeah,
2: it's just... They're offensive, morally repugnant, yeah. <laughs> 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 and, uh, he and just, you just
0: see Sandler budding around with Giuliani and anger management, and it makes your skin crawl. Amazing, <laughs> uh, and uh, I think James canonically established that we were going to do Sandler September, and yep. because we like to commit to the bit, so too did we commit it's, to this bit by doing Sandler what September. We do, and now we've stared into the Sandler abyss, and we have returned but changed men. Yes. Well, I mean, not to say that we've changed our opinions, but I just wanted to sound nice. That's that's it fair. Sounded very cool. Thank I'll you. kick it off. Well, okay, thank you. Uh,
2: I, I'm forgiving of him, and I really hate to admit that, but it's movies like Wedding Singer. Mm-hmm. It's movies like mm-hmm. even Fifty First Dates. I, I do find charming, um, and uh, it's it's Billy Madison and and Happy Gilmore, and it, it's those movies where I'm like, I I. It's like a really terrible ex that, you know, for whatever reason, just can't quit him. Mm. And no matter what, like, and like, you're like, you know, you were a shitty lover, but you at least taught me a lot of things that, you know, you inadvertently may not have meant to, but it's because of the relationship we did have that I'm thankful for. Mm -hmm. And in some weird way, I'm never going to love you again, but I'm (sighs) glad for what we had, Mm. you know, and, and I'm down to that. Like, I understand that. You know, I, I watched, uh, what was the movie with Kevin James and uh, Spade and Schneider? Grown Ups. Grown Ups. You know, I, I really wanted that to be so good. No. And it it, it didn't. And, you know, it, it's I keep running back to you, baby. But you just keep leaving me hanging. You just, mm. you just. And so I forgive him. For every and I'm not watching any of the Netflix stuff that he makes. No, um, the, the, I watch the Netflix special, the stand-up special, but outside of that, I'm not gonna watch any of the films. Anything that comes to theater, I'll wait for it to be um, released or streaming. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm gonna forgive him, but it's just weird, baby. I just want things the way they were, you know. Mm.
3: Yeah, I feel you, Mason.
1: Yeah, I think Sandler is. Uh you know, this, the shitty man in the 90s is great, and it holds a special place in all of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it doesn't hold up, but a lot of it does. And I think he became the worst version of himself after his peak, like everyone does. Mm-hmm. But along the way, when he was making Anger Management and Jack and Jill and all this bullshit, he was also, every once in a while, making... Movies that were a little bit more interesting. I mean, Punch Drunk Love, again, like I said, a big PTA fan. I think that movie's incredible. I've never seen Spanglish, but that's a James L. Brooks uh, feature, I believe. Yeah, uh, And I know he carries that. He's the lead in that. It's kind of rough. Stanley's good, but that movie is another movie of rich people problems. Gotcha. Um, But along the way, he's pushed himself, and he does have legitimate talent. Mm -hmm. I think Funny People was a good movie that I really did enjoy. I don't, I don't think it's a classic. I don't think it's something I'm going to revisit. But I had a really good time. I was pleasantly surprised by how much fun I had watching it. If
2: you don't mind me asking, how often can you watch this movie? Even if it's one every people? 10 years.
1: Ooh, I hadn't seen it since about around it came out 10 years ago. Could you watch it as much as uh, A Voyage to the Moon. <laughs> well, the great thing about a voyage to the moon is it's gonna it's gonna be like what a tenth the length of this movie <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so no I could not watch this nearly as much <laughs> as a voyage to the moon uh, but no that being said I I, I love Sandler I'm actually I, you know what? Let's let's do this again in a year after we've all seen <laughs> uncut gems and let's see if it's in good. It. put it in the calendar because I want to see the next thing where he pushes himself. I want to see the next phase of his career. This Netflix bullshit is
2: and that's pretty bottom of the barrel. Yeah. But
1: at the same time, we as fans, we evaluate people as artists. Mm-hmm. We don't understand like he's also a person. And if right. some company came to any one of us and said, "I will give any one of us, like I'll give you eighty thousand dollars to oh, make do. a Hell shit yeah. ass feel, movie after yeah. shit ass movie. I'd be like, give me that money. <laughs> They're giving real. him like eighty mil to make terrible movies because will get of, that money. out of He's a family. dad, yeah. dude. So like, yeah, his, his your kids life, are dude. set. Yeah, like, live your life. come on.
2: One, like what I'm saying is like, oh, hey, no
1: sympathy for fatherhood. What Netflix is saying, what Netflix <laughs> it's said is
2: easy. Netflix He's rich. Yeah, his kids are set. They're never gonna have to worry for a day of their life. And I, if I had that comfort, granted, I I'm not a father and I don't really you know have that intuition. But if I had that of like, hey, your family will be set. Hell yeah, I'm making shitty movie after shitty movie. Hell you know? yeah. If yeah.
1: Kenny, if you had fifty million dollars and someone walked up to you and said, I will give you. A hundred million dollars, you would be almost as excited as you would right now if someone told you that. You'd be like, "Let's get that money! Like, come on, man, that's crazy!" Yeah, but you're you're saying this
0: like Sandler didn't, like like Sandler had uh was at, was forced at gunpoint to make terrible movies. No, I'm no, saying they no, gave, not they, at all. It's the they opposite. gave him a blank check to do literally whatever Hell he wanted. Uh, he phoned it in, dude. <laughs> Why would you phone it in? You have a blank oh. check to do literally whatever you want to. Why not push yourself? Why not go and say?
2: Because that's not what's bringing in the the, the money.
0: He doesn't have to bring in money. He was already
1: paid. This is a good I mean, point. True, but, is but what point. I'm saying, okay, logistically from a job standpoint, if your boss was like, "Here's your paycheck. Now you go do the work. Are you going to work as hard as you can to make the best thing ever? If you're already uh, paid, that, that's a hard Kenny question because I know Kenny will. Yeah, it yeah. depends
0: on what the job is. Yeah, if the job is here's a hundred
1: million dollars, do whatever you want. If this me
0: if, if this is me on a marketing campaign, I'd be like, shoot, yeah, I'm gonna phone this in. But if this is for a movie, I'm going to go, cool. I've got a, I can do literally whatever I want to, and I can do this six or seven times. Great. Adam Sandler's well, not like
1: an auteur. Yes, he is. I don't think he is. I,
0: uh, yes, because Happy Madison is his auteur project. Well, Absolutely. Uh-oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's this is Sandler. Uh, putting his creative stamp on his own image. He's in charge of those things. No one is looking at this going, Stephen Brill, wow, what a director. No, this is <laughs> this is Sandler going this is me. This is how I want to look. This is what I think is funny. This is his auteur project in the same way that Schwarzenegger, or Stallone in the 80s would have been auteurs and other comedy stars. Mike Myers being of a similar ilk being able to go yeah. this is what I th- these are the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then they hire journeyman directors to be able to get the shots that they want them to do.
1: Yeah, that made me respect him less when you put it in that context (laughs) like this is what he wants yeah absolutely Uh.
0: which is why I'm eager to to figure out how much he would how much he would be utilizing that stuff to make the smaller stuff to be able to uh, does this be able to bankroll Sandler to make a comedy special or would he have just been able to do that anyways I think that's just Sandler deciding to do a special anyways because he's getting the itch to do stand up Mm again uh yeah he could have done anything and he decided to do things that were blatantly offensive because
1: sandler is bulletproof at this point in his career yeah yeah man rock and roll adam sandler going down swinging.
3: <laughs> and that's been our episode of shame watch thank you to denise hudson that's the conclusion our- of sandler september too folks well for this year uh oh, that's no. shit. Mason said next Forgot, year. We're doing so we Sandler December. It back. No, <laughs> yeah, bring it back. We're doing Cats December. <laughs> <laughs> it is Cats December. That's canon. That's been our episode of Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rocking theme song and to James Garcia for our artwork and Olivia Suarez for... Did I do it right? For uh, social media. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Watch and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and sh- at Pod." Finally! Stop. They need to hear this. <laughs> Finally, you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com shamewatch. It does cost money to put out superb content like this pod, so even a $1 donation can make a huge difference. And now as part of our Patreon reward system, I shout out people's names on this podcast. First, Kenny Madison. Next, Aaron O. Salinas. Of Austin, Texas. Gene Fight Of Bowling Green, Ohio. Alan Smith. Of Austin, Texas. And Bradley McPierce. Of Tulsa, Oklahoma. (laughs) Until next time, our watch has ended. Dive at your own risk.